Hey, this is Aaron Gordon. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Need a new sports podcast? Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. Wow, how about that? And with that, welcome an official introduction. The debut show of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, and we are back at it, ready to go. Great to have you with us. Dante Marcatelli here, joined by George Galate, Jeff Turner, and David Steele. And how about our producer, Aaron Berlin, putting together a, an official open? We have an open, That's guys. Not, that, that means we have to do this all year long, then, doesn't it? That's exactly what that means. That locks us in. That, that locks us in. Were, we, were we just called a host of characters? Host of characters. <laughs> I thought so, yeah. Okay. There's a language barrier there with not Evan. Host but with characters. <laughs> No, 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 no. Host of characters. Host of characters, yeah. And I, I think that's fine. I, I think we knew what he meant there. I'm okay with that. But that's nice. Good job, A.B., and the guys are ready to go. And that's that's what George puts together, those media days, and that's where that comes from, all those liners. That's nice. I wrote those myself. You did. Yeah. You did. Very how creative. You, how have you guys been? Man, it's been a long summer. It yeah, has been a long have. summer, and I have not seen you guys for five months. This is nice. <laughs> no, that's not true. Now, tell the truth, Dante. That is not true. Because no, we, people are going to think that the season ends, and then we disappear and go into our you know, separate lines. David goes we, to his cabin. That's true, actually. Jeff Turner. Yeah, really not really. Right. JT goes to Connecticut. Oh, no, we, we played golf. We had lunches. We, we had breakfasts. We... Uh, that's about it. But George, we did, were you but included we, we were in any of that, George? Three I, times we got together. <laughs> I, I was never invited to any golf outings. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. Um, I never. Well, I might have had a breakfast and maybe a lunch. We text. We, <laughs> we do. do text. We do text. We do text. We do text. We keep in touch all summer. Well, you threw your back out. You went through a stretch where your back was bad. I did. So that you couldn't not, golf with us. That was yeah. not fun. Is that why I didn't get invited That's to why. go play golf? That's why. Or because you needed just the three of you guys with somebody else. <laughs> just three. Right. Just three. But it's good to be back at Everybody had good summers, though. You're, it went fast. Five months, so we're ready. We're chomping at the bit to be playing games again. But, man, it did go fast, didn't it? Didn't seem that fast to me, Dante. No. It seemed like it was a long summer. It was hot. Yeah. My wife and I got a puppy, so I've spent like five months walking this puppy, and, you know, the dog is uh, <laughs> finally trained a little bit. So it was kind of a long summer. I've got a four- to three-year-old, and David looks more exhausted than I did at times during the summer. I'm telling you, it's more exhausting. I mean, have you we, lost we any? We had three kids, and uh, raising a puppy is worse, more difficult than raising children. Well, have give you lost us, give any us shoes or any, any shoes yeah. or any uh, no, 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 personal I never take my eyes off the little guy. <laughs> That's why you're so it, tired. I am exhausted. <laughs> is that going to be in the work. show? Is that going to be in the David Steele Inside the Magic show? Is, did Coach make it in I there? I don't know. I don't know. I, it, that. Is to be determined, I think. Coach will make it in there Coach now. Coach will make it in yeah, there now. Yeah, for sure. He's got yeah. to. Yeah. 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 He's going to have his own segment. We could have a whole segment on why David decided <laughs> no, to buy a dog at this <laughs> stage of his life. We won't do that. We, my wife and I already got in an argument about about uh, when the kids are you know gone in college and whatever else. And, and then after, you know, this my dog we have now is only one. And I was like, oh, well, when Shay passes away, I'm like, first of all, she's one. <laughs> already making plans. She's already making plans for the next, the next go around. I'm like, uh, let's oh let's goodness. just get through this one first and see oh. see what happens after that. Our daughters are four and three. They want a dog bad, but all three of our neighbors have dogs. So is that a smart play? Yeah, Do, that's let the best them play. let it's, them use it's like uh, you know having a pool next door. <laughs> yeah, or so, or your your best friend having a boat. Yeah, that's true. That's the best boat. Someone else's boat. You guys have a boat? No, we don't have a boat. Darn it. No. Darn it. See, I would say if you're going to do a dog, 
do it now while the kids are young and because you're already kind yeah, of Dante, get a dog. Tied, yeah, get a dog. Down. Don't get a dog when you're an empty nester and you're <laughs> wanting to travel. That would be my advice. But <laughs> people don't always listen to what I say. Sounds That's like, a great point. Sounds like you can have a dog named Coach if you want it. <laughs> I'd love to have three no, things no, I can't not, take. No, we've got Coach is our guy. Okay. All, I'm all in on Coach. It's just a lot of work. It is a lot of work. You just want to sit there and prep for a game, and he's chomping at your heels. Yeah, let's go outside, bringing his leash to me and <laughs> grabbing everything he can get his mouth on, oh, get man. my attention. Yeah, that's good. I, well, so I, we'll get those updates, Jordan. Maybe we can get a. Maybe we can get a every coach, podcast. Coach we'll get a coach yeah, update. we need a coach update on what's going on there. I think that'd be good. Listen, before we get into the season and training camp, I, I think it'd be fun. You, you guys take this wherever you want, but we should probably – we all had access to training camp, which I think fans might find interesting. We can touch on that. Steve Clifford being back, first game last night. Uh, there's a lot to go over, the, the national attention from Obama, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start just talking about the passing of Mr. DeVos. And, and you guys go way back to, to when he bought the team and, and when he was first here. And certainly over the years, I imagine, had a lot of interaction – with Mr. D, certainly a huge loss for us in this organization and in the community of Central Florida. Yeah, Dante, I've got, I've got so many uh, great memories of Mr. DeVos from my playing days uh, mm-hmm. when he was uh, when he first bought the team and the vision that he put forth for all of us about uh, the community and how he wanted to make an impact and you know, just his his visits nightly in the locker room, going around checking on every guy seeing how they were personally, uh, and just telling how much he appreciated us and everything. It was just, uh, he will he will be missed. Yeah. I, I know all the guys that he's uh, uh, touched uh, in that locker room, and I mean that by putting his you know hand on your shoulder and asking you. Mm-hmm. He really, really cared about all of us. We were his, his children, really, uh, and, and so he, he will be missed. I went to uh, his uh, funeral, his memorial service. I was able to go right. with a, uh, a group of uh, Magic personnel, and uh, boy, I tell you, it was really impressive, very emotional, a two-hour service up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it just brought home to me just uh, how beloved Rich DeVos is, not just in Orlando, but in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, all the friends and the people that he's influenced throughout his life, uh, not just in Florida, Michigan, but all around the world, actually, yeah. because of what he created. You know, I think probably his greatest legacy, if you think about it, uh, one of them, he's got certainly many, his family and the, the people that they have all become, uh, his, his children and grandchildren. But the culture that he created in Orlando with the magic, you know, ownership dictates what, a, what an organization is going to look like and what, what that feel, what the vibe is in a community. That's, that's ownership. That, that, that is the, the individual or the, the people that put their stamp on the organization. And I think you can see with what the Orlando Magic have done in Central Florida, right? Uh, the heart that it shows, you know, and uh, the, the the investment in UCF, all of the youth programs. That's Rich DeVos. That's the DeVos family. Um, you have an organization, an ownership group that allows people to do their jobs. You have every asset that you need to do a first-class job. They give you everything you need, and then they let you go and do your job. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the most respected organizations in professional sports because of that. You talk to Steve Clifford about it. Yeah, right. And he'll tell you that. He said, he, he told me that uh, among NBA franchises, the Magic are recognized among coaches and, and people around the league as elite. And that's because of Rich DeVos and the culture that he created. And you know what's impressive? Just to that point, you mentioned culture. And, George, I'd like to get your back on, too. But 30 years with the Orlando Magic. 
20 years for me now. 15 plus for JT. 24 for me. Yeah. 24 for you. Culture. None of us, uh, all of us have been yeah. pretty impressed and, and have responded and to the culture he said. And wouldn't want to work anywhere else. Right? And I, I've no, actually, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's what I, I even said that, you know, as the DeVos's, Mr. and Mrs. DeVos were getting up in age, I felt like anytime I saw them, I just wanted them to, I mean, you know, they get approached you know, 50, 60 times a night. And I just wanted to make sure that they knew how appreciative I was of them just to thank them for having me all this time. I, right. you know, they're really, uh, they're really great people and, and they're, they're both going to be missed a lot. No, they certainly will. And we certainly thank them and, and for the leg the legacy lives on. And, and I know we'll all do our part to, to carry that torch. And Dan DeVos, now the chairman has been terrific. And, Family wants, you know, the the family wants to move forward, and and we look forward to many more years of of DeVos ownership. Um, we're playing basketball, guys. We had our first preseason game already, and uh, training camp. I, I think it's interesting. That's always fun, isn't it, to see what principles, defensive, offensive pillars, the coach is going to put in. This is our first look at Steve Clifford as the head coach. We've known him as an assistant here in Orlando, a head coach in Charlotte. But what were you know? You guys were there at every practice. What were some of your takeaways from from training camp this year? I, th- I was very impressed. It's been a lot of fun, Dante. I don't, David. I think you would agree. It's I I enjoy just going and watching and listening to Steve Clifford teach the game of basketball. Um, he's got a great feel for interacting with the players. He gets on them, but he does it. But he's coaching them at the same time. He's building them up. Telling, you know, you get on a guy and say, you can't do that, but say you're better than that. You know, you're more talented than that. You're good. You do this well. Now you've got to take this step. This has to be better. And I love the accountability that we're seeing. Um, And I love the energy in the gym, David. I think that's the big thing that I've noticed is there's a, guys are, they're flying around the gym and they're talking. There's a lot of energy. He's so well-organized, Steve Clifford. is so very well-organized and very intelligent about the game of basketball. That, that is what uh, has really impressed me. And his ability, like you were saying, Jeff, to communicate with the players, I think is special. I think he's learned a lot from uh, working with Jeff Van Gundy and Stan Van Gundy. You know, I think uh, the work ethic that he has, he's brought a lot of things to the table. And yet I think he's also learned from uh, people that he's worked with things that he might do a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, than them. I, you know, like you said, Jeff, he gets on guys, but then you'll see two or three minutes later a guy that he was just on pretty hard, um, very quietly with his arm around the guy while there's a lull in the activity, um, around, you know, arm around his shoulder, and you can tell that he's, you know, now pumping him back up a little bit. So, you know, it's a, it's, it, it's an interesting thing that he's able to do. I, I think he's just a perfect guy for this ball club right now. And guys have responded to me, George. From what I, guys seem to like this approach, and they 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 very much appreciate and have bought into what Coach Cliff is doing here. I think, especially the guys that have been here the whole time, you know, the Evan Fournier's, the Nick Vucevic, they're looking for guidance and stability at that spot, and they haven't had that so far in their Magic tenure. And I think Steve is really going right. to provide that. Um, and he's no nonsense and he, you know, he's a straight shooter. He always had, he was when he was the assistant and that's just who he is. He's a straight shooter. So you know what you're going to get from him. Uh, there's no games. And I think the guys appreciate that. And I think they want to work and they want to win. And I think I, I agree with David. I think you couldn't have found a better person that fits with where this team is right now and where the development needs to go forward. So I, I think it's great. 
And doesn't it help, Jay? Guys want to be better, don't they? They they don't want to make God, mistakes. I hope, I hope yeah. so. They want to <laughs> they want to learn and they want to be held accountable, right? And he yeah. does it in a good way. Absolutely, Dante. You know, it's always interesting. I, I love when people talk about coaches, and and they, usually they get he's old school or he's a player's coach, right? right. Yeah. So I'm always confused about that. A player's coach to me, I want a guy that's going to make me a better player mm-hmm. and make us a better team. And you can't do – I mean, that's about holding me accountable to right. my performance on the practice court, uh, all the other things that I have to do and things like that. I want a guy to hold me accountable. If I really want to be the best player I can be uh, and – the old school part of that, it's very simple. It's, you know, here's the way we're going to do things. David mentioned, be very organized, be very disciplined, get every second out of every time every that every time that you're on the court, make that the best you can possibly. Those are the kind of habits that you have to build, especially at the level that we're talking about, the NBA, where the margin of victory can be so small right. at times. The, all those little things – I think you need a disciplinarian. I think you need a guy, and I think George is absolutely right. These guys are hungry for this uh, type of coaching, and I think he's the right guy for this group right now. You know, and the message is consistent the whole time, too. We, we had a meeting. The team had a meeting before training camp really kicked off and a dinner, and and Cliff went through this list of things that he wanted to just hit on before camp officially started, and he, he, always, just, he always finished with, uh, you look, if you disagree with this, Come see me in my office, and we'll talk about it. If you disagree with me, me with this, and he does that in practice too, he'll stop the practice and he'll go over something and be like, "Look, I know, you know, I know this is going to work. If you disagree with me, come upstairs and we can talk about it." The message is the same so far throughout, and I think the guys appreciate that too. It's just consistency, and uh, and they want to get better. They want to get better, and Cliff wants to lead them that down that path. No, I think it's impressive, and and he's you know you look at his he's been doing this since 2000, right? He's been in the NBA. He was there when Yao Ming got onto the scene. He was there when Dwight Howard got onto the scene. He coached Kobe Bryant. He's been with Steve Nash. I mean, I think guys respect that. I think guys certainly understand and and know where he comes from. I don't think there's any question. They respect yeah. him. They, yeah. he definitely has has um, has grabbed their respect very quickly. There's no doubt about that, JT, right? No, I don't think there is. And I think he's put together a very good coaching staff. Right. I, yeah, I really think he's right. surrounded himself with guys that, you know, have bring their own set of skills that can relate to players. They're great teachers of the game of basketball. Um, so I, I really like uh, what's happened. I love the fact that uh, Stan Heath uh, is out on the court right. uh, interacting with players. I mean, how big is that for our head coach of uh, our Lakeland uh, G League affiliate, sure. right? To be out on the court, you know, understanding, uh, relating to the players, being able to take back all the stuff he's learning. And David and I had a chance to talk with Stan. He's learning a mm-hmm. lot about how to break down film at the NBA level and things like that just from being around Cliff. I think it's just a win-win situation for the players and the staff. You know, it was interesting. I talked to Jeff Weltman yesterday on on Magic Drive Time, and he said, you know, Jeff's coming up on 30 years in the NBA, uh, if not more. I think he's 29 years. You're around there, yeah. So it's right mm-hmm. around 30. He estimated he's been working with 18 coaches now, 18 head coaches in the NBA, and he's not seen one that was more prepared 
more attention to detail, and more focus than Steve Clifford, which I thought. And he said it many times, and and I really do think we have a gem in, in Coach Cliff. He thinks a top-five coach in the NBA. But think about that, though. Like, yeah. Think about where he comes from, the Jeff Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy, sure, sure. Tom, Tom Thibbet. I mean, these are the guys that that's what they're known for, right? right? Their attention to detail and doing the little things and working hard. I, that's He comes from that tree. JT, what are a couple of the trademarks of uh, – of, a coach Clifford team that you know that we can kind of look for if if the team totally buys in and they're doing what he wants to do what what does it what does that look like well I, I think that it has changed over the years remember you know people I think the idea is that it's a defensive first team and I think that's true I think he spends a lot of time but they're very simple defensive principles that they're one of the big things that I that he's talked about is not wanting to give up a lot of second-chance opportunities. So they need to be a very good rebounding team. That's something that he's stressed quite a bit. I think they'll get out and run. I I, I really do. I think as a coach, and I think Steve has done this as I've watched, is you have to coach the personnel that you have. And we've got very good athletic guys that can get out and run. Now they're not going to make a lot of mistakes, right? Steve Clifford teams don't turn the basketball over. They – value every possession so um not going to be crazy getting out and just throwing it up and down the court but get out challenge teams put teams in tough spots i think those are the key and i think he'll do a great job of having them prepared on game day for every situation i think those are things that fans should look for and he's mentioned a couple times in training camp you know this team scored 104 points a game last year 108 gets you in the top 10 right, they were what 23 right. so he mentions you you don't run this cut right you miss an opportunity to have a layup that's 106 points you two plays a game get you in the top 10 i think that's an incredible point that he made mm-hmm. that I think these guys have latched ba- on to. Ba- baby steps. Yeah. we got to yeah, take exactly. baby steps. they have to revamp make... the well, whole offense. Just be smarter on two possessions a game. Here's even. the thing. is we, we talk about what he's doing, but again, and George mentioned this before, Evan, Vooch, Aaron, these guys, they've had, what, five coaches, yeah, five coaches in now. seven years? So it takes time right. to build that continuity. I mean, they've heard a lot of different messages over the last couple of years. This is what they need to start now, and it is a little bit starting over. It's sure. a different philosophy, um, you know, than they've had in the past. So it, it may take a little time for us to see everything come together. But I like the teaching that's going on. I think it's the it's the right direction. And for you these know what, guys, you're right. And you know what Evan told us? I thought was interesting, David. We we thought, okay, new coach, new system. You got to see success early. You got to see something right out of the gates. And Evan didn't really think so. He mm-hmm. said, no, if you can, as long as you're playing the right way. See, like to your point, JT, you got to build on it, but it doesn't have to materialize materialize right away. You you can build up to it, and eventually the wins will come. He feels. Yeah, he referenced um, Scott Skiles' right. year as head coach when the right. team started somewhat oh, slowly, three, lost and, yeah. the first three, but then momentum picked up, and then you know, it, I think in January the team was several games still over five hundred, if I'm not mistaken, until the bottom dropped out. Mm-hmm. But um, Boy, and, did it drop. And he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he did compare. He made a comparison between Clifford and, and Scott Skiles in right. terms of their basketball intellect knowledge, mm-hmm. yeah. their attention to detail. There are some similarities there. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a, for a comparison, the personalities are different. But Steve Clifford uh, has that attention to detail that Scott Skiles had. 
You know what's interesting, too? It's going to take a guy. It's going to take Mo Bamba a little bit. He's going to be one of those guys, as we saw him in training camp, and he had his moments where he looked really good, and he got pushed around. But are you guys kind of surprised about the national attention that this guy, Mo Bamba, has gotten, even starting on draft night? And now he's got this this Twitter battle with Joel Embiid, which is fantastic. He seems to be one of the bright, refreshing young faces in the league right now. I am. I'm. We, we've been overwhelmed with the amount of things. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's meeting with... Uh, ESPN and Tracy McGrady here to do something for their rookie show that's mm. happening this week and uh, the New York Times was in last week to do something with him and the NBA is going to be following him around all season because he's one of the you know four rookies they've picked to, right. to kind of follow around and do this year one show. And he hasn't even played, you know, he <laughs> played one, one preseason game <laughs> one so game. far. So amazing. Trying, we're trying to... Uh, find the balance of hey yep. like you know we got to get to work <laughs> and to do all this other stuff he's got a lot on his plate he definitely has a lot on his plate he has a good he has a good support group around him though which is good that's good which that's is huge. good so we'll, we'll hopefully we uh can keep that train so if going. you have to choose between Jim Rome if you have to choose between ESPN NBA or Magic Drive Time where is he going to go well Magic Drive Time takes first priority <laughs> yeah, over nice. everybody okay good good they're, they're, the, make sure uh, we have the outreach that. there Far, far precedes everybody else. So, do you, do you guys find it impressive though? This is a guy that spent time with Shaq during the off season. He's working out with Joel Embiid during the off season. It's a, it's a fun battle. They they have a good relationship. He's on a podcast with JJ Redick. I mean, this guy seems to be associating himself with the right people. In my opinion. I think you're right, but you know what's interesting about him? It, you know, we we look at the physical attributes, the the long wingspan, mm-hmm. the the athletic ability, and everything. And you combine that with his personality. Right. Um, he is a bright young man, and he is personable. He fits right today's sure. athlete. You have to be. Uh, I think you got to be able to step out and and be a part of social media and and get out and do interviews. You know, you want him on your podcast. You want right. him on your shows because he is so personable. He's got a just a. Just a magnetic personality, I guess, is the best way to describe him. It's going to be fun to watch, David. Fun to yeah. follow this year and, and see his progression. It'll take time on the floor, but it, but he's just going to be a dynamic personality to, yeah. to follow. As we record this, we've only seen him play one preseason game Correct. at Philadelphia. but And Jeff and I watched, and you did too. You guys saw saw a lot of the, the, the preseason camp. And I thought he was better in the game yeah. even than he had I been agree. in practice. Um, he was fearless against Joel Embiid. Now, maybe there was a little personal, you know, thing going on between the two of them, but I, I was impressed with uh, the confidence with which he played in that game, that first preseason game. He was he was good. Now, he, he fouled, he committed five fouls in what? Six minutes, it felt 17, like. 17, maybe 15 or <laughs> something. 15, like, 16, like 17. like five fouls in four minutes. Yeah, but. so that is going to be an issue. Sure. He fouled out, I think, four times last year at Texas, four or five times at Texas, so that That'll be an issue, but you know, you're going to bring him along slowly. Steve Clifford's not going to throw him in there. Sure. Fortunately, you have Nick Vucevic, who uh, is a solid, uh, you know, top notch guy at that position. And Steve Clifford has said he wants to play him together. And I think we'll see that. We saw against Philadelphia, we've seen in camp that he can step out and make threes and is uh, a very, it looks like he's going to be a reliable outside shooter, which really makes him a, a very unique player at that size. 
I don't know what you guys are saying about the four personal fouls in a short time. I, I just think that goes to uh, speaks to his aggressiveness. That's right. His, you like that? His wanting to do the right thing. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, did you like how much did you? Leader, <laughs> right? Not the all time fouls leader, but top right five up, certainly. Right up there. Per right up there. Per minute, it might be. <laughs> how much did you appreciate Jarrell Martin fouling out in twelve minutes in a preseason game? Did it take him too long, or did you like? <laughs> What was your? But what you was know your what? Personal... You know, Jarrell Martin was on the floor. We do right? and absolutely. That's the thing is, you know, especially in the preseason, a guy like Jarrell Martin, any of these young guys that are trying to find a spot uh, in the league, go out there, play hard. Yeah. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Just you're competing on every play. Now you make you make mistakes. My college coach, C.M. Newton, used to say a foul is a defensive mistake. I guess I never learned that one. I, <laughs> I thought a foul was me just being aggressive and tough. But, um, you know, that you're out there. You're in the box score. You're, you're making things happen. You know, people are calling your name. That's not a bad thing. You just wanted to be in the paper, didn't you? That's what it was. You knew if you had some fouls, you're in the paper. The well, worst thing, the Jordan, minutes? is to have that line where, you know, the first in, oh, yeah. in the box score, that first column is minutes played. Yeah. You can't have all zeros I, after that. I, that's I've right. had that you a few times in high school. Be. Sure, <laughs> sure. It's not good. If you had five fouls, we wouldn't even be talking yeah. about it. We wouldn't even brought them right, up. Right. There you go. I want to know where, I know where David's going. I want to hear that. Well, is. what was the uh, the fewest minutes you played and found out? I want to say eight. <laughs> Does that sound I think right? it's nine. Actually. We got to find that. That's good. Nine. We can find that. But it's not the record. That might be an it's is this not, anything. No, it it's isn't. Not the record. It's, it's not the record. record. That'll be. I that's think it's got nine. is this anything written all over it? It, it sure does. <laughs> got to put that in your pocket. Yeah, and that'll that be back, right? We got our first broadcast oh, yeah. coming up here on bring Monday uh, in Miami. I mean, that's good. Uh, you you guys ready to get back at it? Have to bring it back in the preseason. We have to do it. Well, I think you got to set the bar high, don't you? Don't you treat preseason like regular season? If you're going to get ready, David and I do. I'm not sure. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anybody else. David and I may want to see. May want to save. Say will. Yeah, we'll we'll treat it that way. Save it. Save it for the regular season. We'll save talk. save the whole the whole thing for the regular season. Might have to save is is this anything for the regular we'll season? Talk with Ty. Yeah, it's his, actually his call, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that'll be. Like we just call. do what Ty tells us. Yeah. Be, is there room for us on the plane? We had eighteen new players, eighteen new hires. I think, I think you're on the left wing. <laughs> I'm flying. I'm flying this year, Jeff guys. And I'll be strapped to the right wing. I got my I got my license. Flying. You're, fly, you're flying yeah, the plane. Yeah. I'm just fa- going to start with the team plane. That's That'll fantastic. That's yeah. One of us will be up in the. Seat. One <laughs> of us right. will be in the cockpit. One of a couple on the wing. I'm in the jump seat. We got a full plane, don't we? I would imagine 18 new hires in the front office. But you can see the the vision there with the performance team and the direction that really all pro sports are going. But man, we got a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people on that plane. George knows them all. You met them all. I've met most. Okay. All have been very, very nice. And um, you get us name tags for everyone on I, the first I will be sure flight. to introduce you guys when I see them, except for uh, Nathan Spencer I have not really met yet. Okay. <laughs> you know what but I'm always interested, Dante, when we get the new performance staff and things like that is what, what are they going to feed us? Like, yeah, you know, oh, gotcha. changes, right? Because, yeah, that's a good point. Because we kind of eat what the players eat and soup. things like that. I just want soup. <laughs> <laughs> David wants there soup. There we go. That we can establish. But he doesn't because they offered him soup and he turns it down. <laughs> I just want, I just <laughs> I want, I want some tonight. type of dessert back. Yeah. I just want a consistent dessert would be nice, but I don't, I don't think we're going to get that. Oh. I just don't think that works anymore. Because but. if they give us dessert, did they have to give offer to them? Is that no, why? Could they don't back. have to. Yeah. They, oh, they could sneak back. Yeah. Back. I just would like for you know to be a consistent cheese and crackers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm really big on cheese and crackers. Sure, as you know. sure, yeah. Got to have some of them up in there. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Little fruit. That's nice with that. Yeah, little fruit yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Miami, so. the Miami trip will be tough to judge though because you know we're only on the air for like forty-two minutes. Forty-two. I don't know. It's don't small. really need to do. Don't really need to do much for us. That's true. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But the say the flight crew should be the same, right? We always love the, the flight attendants that are mm-hmm. on there as well. Oh, and yeah. you get ready for the rigors of travel. Get back at it again. Sure. Sure, right? You've had five months off. Pull the bag out and let it go. Dust your bag off. (laughs) you got to do it. It really isn't too bad when you think about it. It's awesome. I've been doing a lot of commercial flying this summer. It it really is nice to be able to pull right up. Somebody grabs your bag, puts it on the plane, and you just get on. And then your bag could be in the hotel when you're in the hotel room. Pretty good setup. Pretty good setup. It doesn't stink. George, don't let them change that, please. That's 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 a really nice setup. I'll make sure. Well, as we look at it, and I guess you know, a few minutes left on on the show, but I guess some of the some of the things you guys are excited about. What would you tell fans or some of the players? You know, I, big blow with Jonathan Isaac. You know, going down with the ankle injury. Obviously, we know that was the problem I last year. I think he'll year. be fine. So that, we'll I'm get, just predicting that I think he'll be fine. Good. I don't think that that was a big deal. I think it was just. And now I'm speaking maybe out of turn because I sure, haven't talked sure. to anybody. Sure. But uh, <laughs> by the time this posts, it could completely change. Sure, I think but, I think he's going to be fine. It'll but be, that's a guy we got our eye on, right? We need Jonathan Isaac to be healthy. This absolutely, year. he has to contribute. If if the Magic is are going to take any any step forward here, he has to contribute uh, big time for the Magic. And I, I agree. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think Evan called him the X factor for the ball club, and I, I, I saw that quote. I totally agree. I think you know if he's able to stay healthy and play as he's been able to play in the summer and and this preseason camp, then he's he's a guy that could change everything. I mean, even against Philly, the first couple of possessions before apparently he rolled his ankle, right? Um, he had a couple of deflections. He had a block mm-hmm. shot. He ran the floor. He had a layup um, or a dunk. I guess I guess it was, but uh, he he can change things. He can really. He makes a difference. Last year when he was on the floor, the team was um, defensively was a better ball, much better ball club with just his presence on the floor. You saw some of those advanced numbers. So I think it's going to be important to keep him out there. And he's made strides. He's put on size. He looks pretty good in handling the basketball, making decisions on, <laughs> on the offensive end. I mean, he and he's, we know the, the, the impact that he has on the defensive end. Yeah, he's packed what two hundred and twenty-five pounds on his six-foot-twelve frame. <laughs> he won't be seven. Uh, not allowed to call him seven. Feet. Feet. No, he real, that's right. a real thing, isn't it? He doesn't want to be a seven-footer. It's kind of well. I don't want to be a five-foot-seveter, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> I don't know how that works. We'll add up the inches. That'll sound better. I don't know how that works. He might so. even be six thirteen. He might. He, he might, might be. be by the time it's all done. He might be. But we need to honor his wishes, and I guess we'll call him that on the broadcast, 612, 613. 612, 615 with that hair. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what Aaron Gordon provides. Yeah. Now, uh, he's he's locked up. He's locked up for the next four years. He got his contract. What What is going to be the next phase of, of his mm-hmm. game? How is he going to improve? Is he going to try to do too much? We, we all know that when Aaron tries to do too much, Sometimes he gets a little bit out of control and things go a little sideways. But when he's in the flow of the offense, right. when things are going well, uh, he's as good as anybody. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he will do on the heels now of uh, owing us all dinner for that how about, contract. How about, uh-huh. the, yes. how about the challenge um, that Cl- Steve Clifford put to him? Right. You need to be thinking about uh, first team, all defensive team. Right. I mean, that's... And he seems to embrace it. I mean, he seems, you know, he talks about it in interviews and things like that. Not sure, you know, uh, where that goes, but I like it. I, there's a spot where I think he has the ability to to really 
contribute to this Magic team. The points are going to be there. The rebounding, I think, needs to come up, obviously, to be on that uh, all-defensive team. I think he's got to improve his rebounding numbers. The points are going to be there because he's so athletic. Uh, the move under the basket against Philly the other night was incredible. I mean, he's got a knack right. uh, for scoring around the rim. So those are going to be there. Uh, but can he take a step up and be an elite defender in this league? I, I think it's going to be fun to watch on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, certainly the pieces are there, for and Steve Clifford's uh, emphasis on that end of the floor, that this could be a team that really takes the next step to be a top-10 defensive team. Well, he's in his fifth year, right? This right. will be his fifth year. Yes, he's got just turned contract, 23, right? So no pressure on the contract deal anymore. He should be relaxed mentally and know, you know that he's going to be here, and he's a – a focal point of this franchise. And I think the question is, we know how talented he is. He's ex- he's one of the most talented athletes in the NBA. Um, can he harness, like you said, can he harness that and, and within the team <laughs> concept harness it and, for good. and help you win games? Yep. Because, yeah. you know, that's that's the thing. you got a lot of guys that can put up numbers in the NBA that are tremendous athletes, although he is probably on the you know upper echelon of athleticism in the NBA. But when you have a guy that then learns how to help your teammates be better and help your team win games, then you really have something special. So, you know, that's where Steve Clifford and his staff come in to help uh, Aaron and the rest of the team get to where they, they want to be as – because they don't like losing. These guys no, are tired sure. of losing. They, they don't want to lose anymore. And uh, so I think they're going to buy in, and we'll see how long it takes for everybody to grasp what he's trying to teach. And you know, you know what's interesting too is I, you know, you you look at Aaron Gordon and, and what he can do certainly on the defensive end. I think this is the beauty of Coach Clifford. He has a way to make Aaron Gordon play to his strengths and what's best for Aaron Gordon long term. Also within the concept of helping the team win. So it's for Aaron. It's 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 to emerge as an elite defender. But his delivery and he approached him and said, you know, there's 30 guys practicing for this Team USA qualifying and and all that. And then you have the 12 guys that make the team. But he goes, why aren't you? In that conversation, your numbers are good enough. He keeps saying nineteen and seven. It's what seventeen and seven. Seventeen but, but, but and the, eight. Seventeen and eight. But the point being, your numbers are good enough to be in that conversation. Why aren't you? He goes, it's because your defense. You take nights off sometimes. You bring it against the LeBron James and those guys. But and this is a conversation he's had and then made public that he's had this kind of conversation and challenged him. That's going to make Aaron better, and that's going to make the team better. I, I I love that. I thought that was fantastic. Not only conversation, but Steve Clifford has watched. Every game that Aaron Gordon has played Is that right? over the last couple of years. It's amazing. And so he that? has pulled out and he has shown him uh, through video and having those conversations wow. that this is not just something I'm saying to you. This is the truth, right? Here it is in black and white and color, whatever they're watching in the film. This is it. And you've got to improve. I think for him, don't you guys think consistency Every night, whether it's, uh, you know, we talk about defense, but the scoring and the rebounding. I mean, he'd have monster nights last year, you know, 30 and 40, a couple of 40, 40 and 14, 15 rebounds. You know, if he can consistent, but then he'd have a couple where he was single digits in both of those categories. If he could, you know, consistently. So every night, here's what you know Aaron Gordon's going to give you. Mm -hmm. That's a big step for him. It is, and hopefully that can deliver. Uh, two questions I get, and I, we can close it out if you want, but uh, where's this team going to score? Do we have enough offense? Where are we going to get points from? And can you win consistently with DJ Augustine as your starting point guard? And we can go in any order, but I think you, you look at a guy like DJ who's now just 30 years old in his 11th NBA season. Last year, 42% from beyond the arc, second best of his career. 
Uh, this is a guy that spreads the floor. You know what he can do on the offensive end. Just, just you guys' thoughts on DJ as a starting point guard you know, moving forward. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily what are we going to get out of DJ. I think you can look at it as what are you going to get out of the point guard position as a whole. Okay. When you, DJ Augustine, Jaron Grant, Isaiah Briscoe. You know, Isaiah Briscoe looked really good against Philadelphia. You know, in right. a very short amount of time too. But what are, you, what can you get out of that position? As a whole, I don't think it necessarily needs to all fall on DJ, um, but you definitely, I mean, we de- that's been a spot where mm-hmm. we feel like we've needed to, you know, take the next step, take the next step. So it'll be interesting to see what we, what we can have, uh, you know, as a three of them, as a, I don't think you need to focus just on DJ. Or, yeah, I, I think that the key, you, you asked scoring, I think the, the, the real key for this team is to keep pretty much guys on the floor. I, I was looking back at how many guy, how many games players missed. Yeah. And it's just it was just ridiculous last year. I mean, you go right down the line. Gordon missed a lot of time. Vucevic mm-hmm. missed a lot of time. Ross Mintz missed an extraordinary amount of time. Jonathan Isaac, we've already talked about. Uh, if we can, if we can stay relatively healthy, I think that's the key to the whole thing. I think we can score if we have all the pieces out there because Steve Clifford talks about having balanced first unit and a balanced second unit. So you got guys that can score, and you've got some guys that are effective defensively. But if you get, lose two or three guys out of the rotation, then everything is thrown out of whack, and all of a sudden yeah, you've right. got, you got five guys out there for four minutes, and you don't have a score. Yeah. Or you don't have three guys. you got only two guys that can defend. But I think there is a balance. There's enough players and enough pieces on the roster that if everybody can stay reasonably healthy, Steve Clifford will find combinations to put on the floor where you can score and defend at the same time. Like I liked what they did against Philadelphia the other night where you have Ross coming in and Sim, you know, if you can have those two guys off the bench, Ross and Sim, I mean, that's enough scoring, right. you know, in that set with Bamba coming in on that second unit if that's if we're going to start this the way that uh, the Magic started on uh, Monday night against Philly, that's not a that's not much of a drop off right, if right. you're going from you know, Fournier and, and whoever else and Vucevic to sure. Simmons, Ross, and Bamba, that's not a bad, that's not much of a drop-off when you when you get those subs in there. So maybe that's where the Magic can take advantage of certain teams going in against their second groups. But you lose Ross for 28 games. Sure. And you, right, and you can't do that. And you can't lose Isaac for 50 games. Right, and right. you can't lose Simmons for 20 games. You, and, and uh, ideal, you can't do that. Probably the ideal role for Simmons and Ross, right? Uh, part of that second unit playing against opposing second units. I and, would think. And maybe that's an opportunity to score there. And well, you, you like your second unit to be able to come in and give you something a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. That should be, if you, if you just talk about those three guys with Simmons uh, Ross and Bamba, you know, you're going to fill in, you know, maybe with Isaac if he's healthy. Aaron Gordon might be with that group. That should be a team that can really extend defensively. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. they should be able to get out in transition and score differently, maybe than you know Vucevic and uh, Fournier group. You know, I don't know. It, it, it remains to be seen, but I think David is right on. Got to keep these guys healthy this year. No pressure on Dave Tenney and those guys. No, not no, at all. no, not at no all. No pressure. <laughs> 30th anniversary, too, by the way, guys. Is there is there any moments you want to revisit on this show? We had some ideas, like, uh, in the works. What if we get Daryl Armstrong and Tim Hardaway together, talking about when Hardaway threw the TV and Daryl plugged it back in? Can Any moments you want to revisit or players you want to get on and, and re- recapture some of we'll those moments? We'll have to moments? do that I think all that year could long, be fun. won't we? Won't yeah, we have to do that? We'll have to find. Didn't sure. Magic Radio already started? 
putting yeah, some stuff together. Yeah, we started together. putting some I, things I, I together. I like those things that, that you guys were You're talking together. about on the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. Guys in there. Absolutely. That right? would be fun. I think that anything come to mind that you, hopefully this thing this thing doesn't go south where we got to do a lot of this. We can just sprinkle it in, <laughs> sprinkle it in from time to time. That's the goal, just to have a couple in our back pocket. But I think there could be some well, fun things well, we Tracy, can revisit. Tracy McGrady will be, you know, obviously we'll be able to get Tracy on board with uh, some topics to talk about sure, some sure. of the things that he did as a player with the Magic, off the backboard uh, pass to himself and mm-hmm. kicking the ball, drop kicking it into the people remember the that, level. don't they? Yeah, that was that's the drop kick is a very uh, yeah. We need yeah. to get that on to right. some type of yeah, some type of reel. Can we go that to show all of Tracy's highlights and then show the punt <laughs> and show the punt that went into the upper bowl? But that Mike was great. Miller with the spider monkey and oh yeah, we get double A smooth to talk about the jersey and all oh, that yeah. how that fits. Oh. <laughs> so what about the early? I, I'd like to. You bring... know, we could do one right now. Okay. Right? Okay. So we've got one guy. David has been with us with this organization since the very beginning. So we talk about thirty years. Right. Right. He's seen it all. He's seen it all. David, what? How many games? Uh, and I know you know this. How many games have you missed in thirty years? Well, you know, as far as uh, not on broadcasting air. on the air, uh, there were. I was looking back at this. Uh, trying to figure figure this out, Jeff. Interesting that you asked that question <laughs> because I was trying to come up with an approximate well, it's number. It's written right there on his note card. <laughs> no, I don't have for that. you to ask I him. Ha- for I you have to ask him. I have a number for it. I have a number Ooh, for yeah. you. Okay. I, mean, I do. We were doing a little research. But there were in like in you. I forgot because uh, I went back and looked. I keep a notebook of every game that right. I broadcast. So I've got all these thirty years of twenty nine years of notebooks in every game. You know the score sheet that I did. So if there's not a score sheet, then I would. Uh, then in my notebook, I uh, pasted a box score, an official NBA box score. So I know that's a game I didn't do. So I went back and looked. Yeah, amazing how many in 2000, 2001, 2002 games were on NBC or the network or TNT mm. and we didn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, don't, we didn't televise those games. Interesting. So there were maybe 10 to 15 in those years. And again, in 2008, 7, 8, 9, 10 maybe 15 games. So, you know, the number that I haven't done on, on the air is, is, you know, pretty large, probably over 100 that I, that I haven't done. Well, the number, the number you have done, according to my research, which is actually your research, is yeah. 2,296 games. That's regular wow. season and playoffs on both TV and radio. Yeah, that's the best Almost 2,300. I, I could come up with, yeah. Over 2,200 games. That's incredible. Now, the Magic have played 15,000 games in that, in that span. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow the math doesn't add math up. Doesn't, no, but that's, that, I mean, can think about that. This guy's, this guy's done 2,300 games. It's a, a lot, lot of, of games. I keep telling everybody he's a national treasure. He is. All the things uh, that he's seen. Wouldn't, the wouldn't go the there. backboards coming down that he's witnessed. The, I mean, there's a, there's a lot that he's seen, certainly in our history. All so the good. stuff that he can't say on the air. Right. Good, a lot of good, bad, and some ugly. Yeah. But that's <laughs> got to be fun for you, right? You've got to be proud going into year 30 here, David. Well, it's, you know, just that I'm still here. Yeah. You know, that I'm still on, on earth. Is, is oh, wow. Still wow. I'm still upright at this <laughs> point. Yeah, we can so, all say you know, that. You're yeah, you're right. For, you're thankful for every day. But no, I, I am thankful that I've been able to work, as we talked about at the top of this podcast, and this kind of brings it all back around. See, we finished. You're so good. See, that's why you do it 30 <laughs> that's years. That's why you're 30 years in the Circle, circle. I wish I could do that. Until you can tie it for in. an organization, first class like this, with the ownership and the culture that I, 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 I buy into, I don't right. just buy into it, I, I embrace it, has been a real uh, pleasure for me. I think Coach is going to bring you at least another eight years. At least, yeah, just got to get good again. We got to do back another decade. Playoffs. Another decade for you. We need. Uh, we need. We need to. We get need to play Get back yeah. in the playoffs. 
That's what we need. Got to do that. You're, yeah. just, are we, are we, you're just hoping we get more games, so you don't have to be home walking your dog. <laughs> <laughs> you David was. David will be at the hangar Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> ready to go, ready to start the season. Oh, we were leaving today. I thought we were leaving today. Do you guys are you keeping the soup and the dessert thing going, or you, do you want to have that continue to be a staple for you, or or do we try to find I think new? I avenues? ran out of uh, you know. You ask what the soup of the day or soup of the podcast. I, I think I used them all. Last you did. Year. There's only a limited amount of soups. Is there? That you guys seems think like so. there's an endless amount of combinations or right. chilies. That chili's well, not we'll, a soup. We'll revisit some sort of food here moving forward because there's some great concoctions and some great stories that we can Jeff tell. Jeff never that. runs out of dessert. Ideas. That is true. That is true. Best dessert of the summer. Best dessert. Well, here's the deal. I went back to Houston this summer for a volleyball trip to see my daughter play. Sorry to and hear I, that. I went. <laughs> no, but the food. Oh, is that's not true. Too that's a good bad, point. Right. Good point. So good went point. back to our little uh, oh, spot, Irma's. Yes. In Houston. Look at you, Tris Latis. Oh, that was awesome. Just as good this time. Oh yeah, it's a double oh, dip man. for me. Did you take yep. Emma? Wow. I, I didn't. I. You I went took, by yourself? No, I didn't go by myself. I uh, I went with a friend of Emma's. Let's just say that. Okay. Yeah, there All you right. go. So I did barbecue and then did Irma's. So yeah, that's a great spot. Mm-hmm. Best soup of the summer. Do you eat soup during the summer? What's no, the rule hot, on that? Too hot. Gaspacho. Too hot. Gaspacho. No, gaspacho. I don't like cold soup. <laughs> no, I ever. You're right. Good, I forgot. Man. Cucumber I had a soup. Bowl of uh, last night, as a matter of fact, I had a chicken noodle with pasta in it <laughs> and vegetables. <laughs> See, this can't go away. That's very. Good. <laughs> so, I love that. I did. Uh, you know, I, it's October. It was October first, so in celebration of the end of the summer. Then it was still ninety three. Yeah, but I got a bowl of soup. Laura had night. Laura had a butternut squash soup the other night. Oh, that's and, terrible. And she asked me if I wanted some, and I'm like, it's ninety seven degrees outside. <laughs> I no, do I don't that want right now. squash soup. So my if, wife made the enterprise soup though when we had a, a family celebration. That's the thing on with Labor the ham. Day the ham hocks. No, it's got uh, sausage and ground sausage. <laughs> ground well, I like beef. that. Uh, the kid, the beans and uh, tomato sauce, and uh, it's 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 more. Ooh, it's, it's, it's a hybrid Stew. soup chili. Okay. Soup slash soup stew. chili. I did like you that. talk about the Enterprise soup last year? Yes. yes. Oh, you yeah. Did. You oh, did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's no, right. that was good. Yeah. That What's was good. the one that's that has stuff. the ham hocks in it or the big bones? That's a navy bean navy and ham bean soup. Navy bean and ham soup. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not the too. ham hocks. That may be good. <laughs> I did get some split pea soup at 2J's. <laughs> They've got a good, gross, very good split pea soup. 92 on degrees. On Mondays only. <laughs> on, only on Mondays they roll it out. I guess I'll go there on Wednesday then. So between being up all night with Coach and five months of no soup, you're ready to get Get back at well, this now thing. that I'm thinking about it, I've I've relayed like five times. I had soup, so I really See? I really didn't give up soup. That, well, that's a good point. We're back. That's a good point. I don't any know that you've, know that you've had any good soups in the no last stews. five months, but no, it's too hot for stews. All right, well, let's get back at it. It's good to have you guys back here, Aaron. Great job on the open, and uh, we look forward. I've got a device now where we can record these on the road. Okay. We can do it on the plane. We oh, can do great. it on the road. So we can just sit there. For this so we the can do too. it every three days if you want. All, All right. right. The consistency should be way up. I don't want to do it. We every did three six days, last okay. year. I want to get it up to ten. Can we do ten this year? We can we'll do see 10. how the schedules fall. Might be we'll interesting to do yeah. one on the plane, huh? I think so. I agree. Maybe during our meeting, our TV production meeting. Maybe I mean, there's all this. The possibilities are how endless. Many mics is what you're do you saying? have? Could we bring like Ty and Greg Hart? Got four. And, we got four inputs. Could we could we bring other guys? For Let's the, do like on a on a on a trip where George isn't with us. We can do that. Uh-huh. I could you know, share. I could we'll share my mic too. I don't have to hog the mic. I can share it. Okay. Maybe maybe we can have a dual feed. I think Ty <laughs> would be interested. Greg Hartung would like to join us for a couple. for yeah. the fans to hear. You know, some of uh, you know maybe thirty seconds. I think you guys should get Derek Fuchs and Jeff Glaze on there too. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I'm all for all that. Can we do it right from the brewery? I think we can do it on locations. We can do it at the brewery. We can do it right downtown Sacramento, right on the street. We can do it wherever you guys want. That would be good have some interesting guests from downtown Sacramento. Live from the gauntlet. It's the Magic Pod Squad. I think Denver is a good place to get some guests off the street Oh, Denver, yes. Oh, yeah. Denver's a good one. I like Denver. Okay, well, we'll do one outside for sure. outside. Yeah, we'll plan that. All right, good job, guys. Good to be back, and we'll keep this thing going throughout the year. All right. Was that anything? See you guys in two weeks. That was a pod squad, Jeff. Okay.